Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Talking Points with yours truly. It's Tuesday and this is episode number 50. Happy International Ninja Day. Apparently December 5th was chosen for the first International Ninja Day because the Tom Cruise movie The Last Samurai was released on that day. I've never seen the movie, but it featured a ninja versus samurai battle. It's also bathtub party day. I love a good bath. And in the past, I've lived in homes that had a pretty good setup. Spacious tubs with the jets and the whole nine. I'd pour some nice soothing bath salts in. Sometimes those, uh, what are, what was that, Mr. Bubble? Sometimes maybe read a book in there. But since we've moved into our current home in 2018, I haven't taken many baths because our tub is built for a tiny person. Hopefully, uh, we'll remodel one of these days. It's also National Blue Jeans Day, so throw on a pair of jeans to celebrate. I probably won't, but to each his own. I might listen to Forever in Blue Jeans by the great Neil Diamond, however. It's also National Communicate with Your Kids Day, which it's not e- it's easy to do when they're little. It becomes a little tougher when they hit their teens. It's going to be sports heavy today, so if you don't like football, this episode isn't for you. The four-team college football playoff was announced over the weekend, and Florida State got screwed. The Seminoles were rewarded for winning the ACC and going 13-0 by being dropped from fourth to fifth in the rankings, and therefore, they will miss the opportunity to play for the national championship. Now, there are some things to consider here. The Knolls lost their starting quarterback, the talented Jordan Travis, to a horrific leg injury, and the offense has not been exciting with the new starter in there. Now, making it worse, they had to play their third stringer in the championship game against Louisville and rode a strong defense to an ugly win. But an ugly win is still a win, right? Not in college football. Style points matter and the last two weeks haven't been real stylish for Florida State. Now, understandably, their coach Mike Norvell, the ACC commissioner, and the Seminole fans are pissed. So who did get in? Well, Michigan and Washington, who are unbeaten, uh, along with Texas and Alabama, who each have one loss. Now, first of all, I kind of figured if Alabama won the SEC championship game, the committee would find a way to get them in there. The argument from the committee is that Florida State isn't one of the best four teams, and that may be true. At the end of the day, this playoff is a ratings game, and they want the most attractive matchups for TV. And a Florida State team with their second or possibly third string QB would not be a must-see game. So now Florida State will play a one-loss Georgia team in the Capital One Orange Bowl. What's in your wallet? That begs the question. Since they won't be playing for national championship, how many star players from both teams will even bother to play in this bowl game? There's been this trend the last few years for potential high draft picks to sit out the game to avoid injury. And now kids are going into the transfer portal, which is exactly what Ohio State starting quarterback Kyle McCord announced this week. So they'll be going against Missouri in the Cotton Bowl with a signal caller who has thrown just 22 passes all season. 
more than 1,000 players entered the transfer portal Monday. I suspect many more players will be announcing their plans to skip bowl games in the coming days, but already most of the bowl games will be missing star players, which you would think would hurt the ratings. Now, some of the big names missing the upcoming games due to transfer include Toledo quarterback Daquan Finn, who will miss the Arizona Bowl against Wyoming. He accounted for 29 touchdowns. Ohio State will not only be losing McCord for the Cotton Bowl, at least a dozen other players are leaving as well. Three-year starting quarterback Tyler Van Dyke is leaving Miami and will miss the Pinstripe Bowl against Rutgers. Taylon Green, the sophomore dual-threat QB from Boise State, will be leaving. So look for the Broncos to get pounded against UCLA in the L.A. Bowl. Dylan Gabriel is leaving Oklahoma for the transfer portal, though the quarterback may declare for the draft. Either way, he won't be in uniform when the Sooners take on Arizona in the Alamo Bowl. Now, there are more, but you get the point. Bowl games won't be unwatchable, but some will be less entertaining. But I do think there's so much talent out there, maybe you'll see a seldom-played youngster get his shot and impress. And I like seeing those storylines. That's exciting. And with the transfer rules and name, image, and likeness deals for players, they basically become free agents, and some play with a different tre- uh, different team every year. Now, as a, a fan... I don't know if it's ruining college football, but it's certainly not good for it. Now, on a local note, the Fresno State Bulldogs, whose season started with such promise when they started 5-0 and and were ranked 24th in the country, stumbled to an 8-4 and record. At one point, they were in the discussion for New Year's Six Bowl. Now, they'll be going against New Mexico State in the New Mexico Bowl and their three-point underdogs. They'll be without head coach Jeff Tetford, who stepped away for health reasons. And if you recall, he retired for a few seasons because of heart issues a few years back. He's been such a great coach at this school. I hope he has a speedy recovery. Oh, and the Heisman Trophy finalists were just announced. LSU quarterback Jaden Daniels, Ohio State wide receiver Marvin Harrison Jr., Oregon quarterback Bo Nix, and Washington quarterback Michael Penix Jr., A week ago, I would have said Bo Nix for sure. He's having a fantastic year with 40 TD passes, six rushing TDs, and just three interceptions. But he's now lost to Washington twice. He's still the favorite in Vegas, though. Penix is really good, and he's undefeated. And though he had a couple of games that for him were subpar, he led the nation in passing yards, just ahead of Nix. But he has seven less touchdown passes and six more picks. And while Harrison has been the best receiver in the country, wide receivers just don't win the Heisman, unless he was doing something historic, and his numbers have been pretty good, but not historic. And that leaves Daniels at LSU. He played his first three seasons at Arizona State, forks up, where he was really good. But since coming to LSU, he's been incredible. 72.2% completions, 3,812 yards, 40 touchdowns, 4 interceptions. But he's also rushed for 1,134 yards and 10 touchdowns. Now, I don't think he's going to win it, but if I had a vote, I'd vote for that guy. Now, there were some pretty good NFL games over the weekend. It started with the Cowboys come from behind win over those dirty Seahawks and ended on Monday night with an exciting Bengals OT win over the Jaguars. In the Dallas game, Dak Prescott led the way. And he led the way for my fantasy team. 
which, by the way, is still in first place after another victory. It also wiped that smug grin off Pete Carroll's face. Has anyone else noticed how the announcers think he's so cool because he chomps his gum, then throws it, then puts another in and starts chomping again? It's really annoying. He's chewing gum. People do it all the time. The Monday night game came down to Evan McPherson's field goal in overtime. But the big story was Jags quarterback Trevor Lawrence going down with what was determined to be a high ankle sprain. It looked like it could have been worse, but hopefully he'll be back soon. Now, sandwiched between those two games were some other good ones, including the two best teams in the NFC, the 49ers at Philadelphia. This was such a weird game. The Eagles led 6 to nothing after one quarter, and San Fran had negative total yards. I mean, it really didn't look good. But then all the 49ers did the rest of the way was score six straight touchdowns and humiliate the Eagles 42-19. And Brock Purdy, a dark horse MVP candidate, threw four more touchdown passes. He leads the league in uh, quarterback rating. Debo Samuel went off. Christian McCaffrey went over 1,000 yards rushing. Well, not in one game. That would be a record, but for the season. The weirdest thing to happen was that confrontation on the sidelines between Dre Greenlaw of the Niners and the head of security for the Eagles. Now, Greenlaw is always such an intense player, and he gets penalized a lot for personal fouls and that kind of thing. Now, he's one of those guys who you love if he's on your team, and you can't stand him otherwise. After Greenlaw body slams little Devontae Smith out of bounds on the Eagles' sideline, the team is understandably hot about it, and all this pushing and shoving starts. Now, they started all that stuff before the game even started. And there were all kinds of little scuffles on this day. But this security guy, Dom, this big mafia wannabe-looking guy, this big 12-sandwich-eating-looking guy gets up in Greenlaw's face. Long story short, they both get ejected. But I'm just curious why your head of security is hanging around the head coach on the sideline like like he's the freaking offensive line coach or something. I mean, what is he protecting Nick Sirianni from? I mean, anyway, look for the NFL to address that in the coming days. Nobody should be talking about a team's... That's that's just a distraction. Nobody should be talking about a team's um, head of security. Miami blew out the Redskins, or Commanders... The Texans pulled out a close win over the Broncos, and the Packers beat the Chiefs on Sunday night. There were some ugly games, too. Chargers 6 to nothing over New England, and Falcons 13, Jets 8. And stay tuned on Aaron Rodgers. If the Jets somehow are eligible, like in the playoff hunt in a few weeks, he may try to make an improbable comeback from that Achilles tendon injury he suffered on the fourth play of the season. It would be historic if he were able to return in the same season from that kind of injury. I told you it was going to be sports heavy. Oh, hey, it's supposed to be 76 degrees tomorrow, which would be a record in this area for this date. Uh, I may have to golf. I don't know. I'll have to ask my wife. She may actually put me to work in the yard, but uh, either way, I plan on being outside and, uh, I hope you find something fun to do outside as well. Thanks for listening today. 
This podcast is available on Apple and Spotify. Please smash that follow button. And if you like what you hear, please share. I'd really appreciate it. And I appreciate you. Remember to be kind to one another and keep on keeping on. God bless. Thank you.